This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Send me Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to captives, and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here, and welcome back to Blazing Grace Radio. Glad to have you along on this journey of life. And we'll jump right in now. Today I have a special caller, special guest calling in from Vienna, Austria. Karima Okura works with Love Is More, a ministry to the sexually broken near Vienna, Austria. She is married, has three adult children, lives in Vienna, and has been with Love Is More for 10 years. Karima, my friend, welcome to the program. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thanks uh, for doing this, and I think it's around 7 o'clock at night there, right? Yes, that's correct, yes. <laughs> but I'm at the office, so I have my peace. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, share for our listeners, who is Love is More, and what do they do? Well, uh, we at Love is More, we're helping people to find the help they need to... Um, um, you know, on their way to freedom from pornography on the one hand, and on the other hand, we help parents, um, you know, how to talk to their children. We go to schools and um, have talks there uh, in order to help parents deal with the subject that is, um, yeah, uh, in, you know, in every classroom and every family has to deal with this, um, um, you know, children. Um, getting in touch with pornography too early, right? So that's where we help. You mentioned kids getting involved with porn too early. What what age is that that you're seeing? Well, you know, there is this um, um, average. They say it's 11 years. Of course, it's an average. So we see many um, children that are even younger, like, yeah, uh, six, seven, eight years old, and they... As soon as they um, um, go to school, start school, um, they will pretty soon get into contact with pornography, either through um, classmates, but just if they have a cell phone, you know, then um, they just get into contact with porn at this age, which would be about eight, I would say. Right. Mm. So are parents just giving their kids smartphones with wide-open Internet access with no accountability? Right. So, uh, like, we find that a lot of parents give their children um, smartphones uh, on the day they start school, which is six years old. A lot of them already have smartphones. And, um, yeah, they have Internet access, you know, even outside of the house. And so, yeah. And parents just aren't aware of what they're actually doing, and yeah, and they 
then they call us after when something has happened. They call us and say, what can we do? Right. Well, I imagine a lot of them are in shock. Is that true? Correct. So, um, I mean, uh, parents call us. Some of them call us. Um, you know, some are Christians, and they call us. And um, they have tried everything, you know, not everything, but they have tried to raise their children, you know, to protect them from everything. But um, as soon as children go out, you know, come into contact with other children or play outside or visit friends, um, you know, things can happen. And then parents are really shocked when they find out, you know, my my child, my eight-year-old, my nine-year-old, has seen something on a on a smartphone, or uh, we've had um, a mother calling us where the daughter, she was nine years old, was visiting her neighbor friend, and well, the computer was on, and uh, the father of the neighbor had uh, left something on the computer, and the kid saw it, and you know, and the daughter came home and told her mother, and. Of course, then the mother was very shocked and said, what What can we do now? So this is when we say, um, you know, the, the best protection software will not prevent your children to come into contact with pornography. So you have to talk to them early on. That's what we, we tell them. And yeah. Mm. In 2016, I spoke at a conference in Italy and I talked about the need for parents to talk about porn and sex, and I told them that if your kid is eight years old and you haven't had the sex talk, it's too late. Correct. And one woman Correct. came up to me who was a mother, and her and her child, her daughter was thirteen, and she said, "I don't want to talk to my kid about sex." <laughs> and my daughter came up to me and started asking all these questions, and I didn't want to answer them. Mm. Do you find parents that just try to set aside the topic of sex? Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, of course it's not the favorite topic to talk about, and sometimes, of course, the children don't want to talk about it either. But it's just necessary. So, the best thing, of course, is to start talking about it in a natural way when the children are still small. You know, you, you see a pregnant a lady, for instance, and you can tell your child, okay, you know, she's pregnant, and and if the child asks, how does the baby get into the you know, mom's tummy, then you just have to answer these questions. So when the children ask questions, they are old enough to hear the answer anyways. And then when they start school, uh, it's time slowly to talk about, you know, about sex with your children. So it will not um, protect your child not to talk about it, but on the other hand, it will actually harm them if you don't talk up talk to them about it yeah. yeah well i believe you guys have support groups for men and wives and if i remember right you have them in the german speaking countries is that still going on right we so this is one of the main parts really of our work is where our heart is really also is the support groups um for men and for women um and uh, you know during the last couple of years um, where uh, it was not possible to meet in person. Um, some of the groups have started to uh, meet online, which is very helpful since, 
you know, yeah, German-speaking countries, uh, you know, in Germany, some people live, you know, up north, and some people live in Austria, and how can they ever meet in person? So now we have some self-support uh, groups um, online, and this is also very helpful because, you know, wherever the men are or the women are, they can, you know, get into contact with others, and this is very helpful. And, uh, yeah, we also have, um, you know, we had the 10-year celebration of uh, Safer Surfing. It's already several years past. But that's when actually the, the women's uh, support group for, for the, uh, started for women whose um, husbands consume porn. And it started back then, and it has really grown, and it is... Um, really wonderful to see what is happening and um yeah we have um one lady barbara she she leads the support group and um yeah um also some other groups have started from that and uh it is just a wonderful thing and also a prayer group um has started that just meets for prayer for these you know women and um so many many good things are happening in these support groups. Mm. Well, that's fantastic. And you mentioned prayer. So how do you guys, are you experiencing much in the way of spiritual warfare against you, your ministry, or what does that look like? Well, um, yes. Well, it is, uh, Europe is a difficult (laughs) place to live in many, you know, the U.S., of course, too, but in many ways. So many things um, are coming in, you know, our society, and uh, uh, you know, we're thinking, you know, the devil attacks the 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 core person now, which is the sexuality um, um, of the of, of people. You know, that's when he, if he can get that, you know, the identity of the person, then he thinks he will win. Of course, he won't. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a battle. But uh, we know that, uh, you know, with Jesus on our side, with Jesus in the boat, you know, we, we have the victory. So, yeah, we, we know it's a difficult uh, subject, and um, not everybody wants to hear what we have to say. You know, if you go out and say, you know, porn is not good, uh, even if you're an adult, uh, some don't want to listen. But, um, yeah, this is where we also have to fight in prayer, right? Mm. So does your team have time for prayer meetings then? Um, well, in our team, so we don't meet up very often. We, we are just a very, very small team. So um, uh, I'm at the office with um, just uh, two more people, actually. Um, but, uh, you know, when when we meet in, like, a Sometimes, uh, like, uh, for, um, you know, once a year at least we meet together, and, of course, we do pray. Um, And then, of course, the support groups, they have prayer meetings. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, of course, I always pray when I come into the office. I pray for everyone in working, um, you know, for this organization. And uh, I pray that God will help their families, you know, and we do have a prayer um, letter that goes out, an email. We have a, a group of people who pray.
pray for our just for the organization and for us. So we we send out a, a an email to them, and uh, they pray for us. So yeah, we know we're in God's hands when people pray. Right. Hmm. Well, that's great. And first one perspective, if I remember right, isn't the Christian population in Austria maybe around one to one and a half percent? Is that true? Well, actually, yeah, it, it, it depends on how you look at it, you know, because uh, the Christian population as so to speak, nominal Christians are, I guess, like, I, I really don't know, but like 80 or 90 percent, but that's not, you know, the real Christians. <laughs> so um, I don't really know exact numbers about that, but yeah. Um, a lot of the Christians here, you know, it's, it's, a, um, it's a Catholic country, so many people, they go to church because it's just a tradition. So, yeah. But, but still, God is working everywhere, yeah, in, in churches and um, we have people working in our organizations from different denominations, so we're mixed, really, and we just see that God works everywhere, and we can see, you know, the results of that. And if I remember right, I think Phil used to go in and speak in the Catholic churches, is that right? Right. Uh, <coughs> he used to speak um, especially to, I mean, still we do that, Um um, we are invited, for instance, uh, to the um, where the priests are, um, like uh, go to school <laughs> uh, when they want to become priests. Uh, we are invited, and uh, uh, we have the possibility and opportunity to speak there uh, at one, you know, lesson they have when we talk about our subject. And so uh, last year. Um, Barbara and Christoph, which is also, um, Barbara is the one who leads the support group for women and her husband. Um, and they they went there and they talked about their story also in front of all these um, uh, future priests. So it's really an opportunity um, for us to give our testimony and for them to give their testimony um, everywhere. So, right. Um, we were we we go you know where we're invited really, and um, it doesn't matter whether it's a you know Catholic group or other denomination, and um, we just yeah um, talk about um, our subject and how Jesus can make us free of mm. this addiction, right? Yeah, this reaches across all religions. So we've right. had people come to us who have. Christian, Evangelical, Catholic, Mormon, Muslim, yeah, and even exactly. unbelievers, too. So this is right. all across the board. That's right. So, um, yeah, and we have, you know, uh, people that are helping us, like Christoph and, and Barbara, they, you know, they tell their story, and, you know, it's just wonderful how... Jesus works and how everything worked out for them because um, in their case um, um, they were not Christians back then but he brought this problem so to speak in into the marriage and um, he talked a little bit about it to Barbara 
and uh, she didn't think it was a big problem. But uh, later on, uh, you know, the children, raising their children, uh, she noticed that something isn't right and that even when he was at home, he was absent, really. And she couldn't understand why. She didn't know. And um, so it's wonderful how they, you know, talk about their uh, story, how everything came out one day and they were looking for help and, you know, and, you know, how they got saved <laughs> and everything and um, how God changed their life. And now they can tell, you know, their story um, and that forgiveness can take place. And it's wonderful to see them sitting on, you know, side by side and, and, and telling their story. And it's very encouraging to other people that, you know, it is possible <laughs> to be free of this, right, addiction. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Right. So and we also have Marcus, for instance. Marcus, he's one of the other, you know, three people in the office. And uh, it's also really a miracle that he's here because um, um, he contacted us like uh, several years ago. And he was just asking, you know, what, you know, what, what are you doing? And and he was telling us his story, and so now he he works for us um, because uh, he he's now about thirty, but he was exposed to porn when he was fourteen, when he was staying over at a friend's house, um, whose parents were not there, and then this one time, you know, watching something uh, turned into an addiction over time, and um, you know he. He works for us now doing um, blogs for our YouTube channel where he, you know, tells his story to freedom. And also he interviews other young people, um, how Jesus, you know, made them free and, uh, you know, what helped them. And his story is really special because it shows, you know, the Internet is not all bad because, you know, he was on the Internet and he... He was into different things, like uh, he, he tells the story, he was into like conspiracy theories, and he was searching, and then he found a Christian YouTuber who talked about the subject, and he became aware of Jesus, and he then he started to search, you know, Jesus on YouTube, and, and, and you know, Google it, and uh, he came across a video about Jesus and how he died on the cross, and so he was so touched he started to cry mm. and he said if jesus is real real you know and really died for my sins you know he prayed sort of in in his heart uh, then then show me a sign or show me anyways his his hunger grew you know and then one day he googled prayer for salvation <laughs> and there popped up a prayer and he said i i prayed it twice just like it said you know like you know please forgive me and so on and then he he made his own you know words and prayed and he really gave his life to Jesus in front of his computer. And, um, yeah, that's when really the way to freedom, his way to freedom started. And that's after that he contacted us. And and it's just a wonderful story. And he's married and has two small children. And it's wonderful how God, God works in his life, too. Right. Well, that's beautiful. And let's talk about wives for a moment often that yes. the, the wives get left out of this story. So what kind of stories do you have of wives who have come to you for help? Well, really, um, 
Barbara is the one story that I have the, with Christoph, and uh, she she says uh, that it was so difficult for her because, as I said, he was he was even when he was at home, he was absent. That uh, she started to drink, and she um, she was you know an alcoholic really, and she it was really bad, and she just couldn't find you know the solution and she felt also that she was responsible for raising the children by herself that was just the, the feeling that she had you know like she was left alone um and uh, so now she just is able to help other women um and uh, it's just really still a very small uh, group, I think, because I'm thinking for almost every man uh, who is addicted and, uh, you know, there's also somewhere a woman that also needs help. And um, we don't have as many support groups for women as we have for men, but there should be more, I always mm -hmm. think. And, you know, it's growing, but for women, it's even harder to maybe admit that there is a problem in their marriage. And um, it's harder for them to ask for help. Um, and it's not only for the, the women who are, you know, the wives, but uh, more and more young women start consuming porn when they're young. Mm -hmm. And uh, we see this a lot now. And, um, yeah, we have, like... Uh, uh, you know, Marcus, and there's another girl who also um, talks to young people. Uh, and they went to a youth group um, a couple of months ago, a Christian youth group, and they talked about the subject, and then, you know, they divided the girls and the boys, and all of them, all the girls had a problem with porn also in a Christian youth group. So, um, yeah. And, and it's much harder for them to, to admit this. And so um, also for the women, it is often much harder for the wives to admit that there's a problem in their marriage and they need help. So um, it is a great relief for many when they find a group and, and they can talk about it and find help. And so uh, we are also very happy <laughs> to now have uh, the, the new book. It's not maybe new for you, but it's new for us because we have um, translated the, uh, the book, The Wife's Heart, into German. And, um, yeah, it just arrived last week, and we're very happy to have this because it is really something that we needed um, for the women to have, you know, to, to be able to get real... Um, uh, you know, practical advice on how to deal with the situation. And, um, right, I've already sent this to Barbara, and she's so happy. Yeah. <laughs> she was very excited uh, to have that. And um, also some of our other team, even the men, were already looked into it and said it's very helpful <laughs> and good book, and we're very excited about that, to have that. And for those who may not be aware, The Wife's Heart is a book I wrote, and it's available on blazinggrace.org and Karima 
We have about 30 seconds left. Anything you want to say? Well, I just uh, want to say there is hope, yeah, for anybody. If, if it's the wife, it's, if it's the husband, men, women, children, youth, young people, there is hope um, to find freedom. And uh, it's very important to come out and tell somebody that you trust um, about it and yeah, let God come, you know, bring light into the situation. And if people want to contact you or buy the, the books in German, what is, what is the website? Yeah, it's www.loveismore, just in one thing, dot O-R-G. Okay, great. Well, Kareem, I'll look forward to seeing you in May. Yes. And <laughs> thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. All right. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, Visit us at blazinggrace.org, email us at email at blazinggrace.org, or call the office at 719-888-5144.